0: Are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network. Your on. team every Locked day. On. Locked, Locked, Locked on on. Locked On. Locked on, Locked on Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Layden McCool. Today we are talking about the biggest takeaways from the 2021 season for the Dallas Cowboys. But before we do that, Landon, uh are you feeling any better, less depressed uh, now that we're a couple days removed from the game? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I I've, I've I feel like I'm not you know uh, eating ice cream while watching sad movies anymore <laughs> or any of that level of depressed. But uh, you know, I'm still I'm still upset. I mean, still you know, yeah. it's still it's still sad and upsetting that they had a, a an opportunity with a team like that and and were kind of able to get through it. And, and maybe that's part of my biggest takeaway. We'll, we'll talk about that in a sec, but uh, is, yeah. you know, just disappointment is, um, is part, honestly, it, it's not, people want to believe it's part of being a Cowboys fan in general. It's honestly a part of being an NFL football fan in general. It's yeah. a zero sum game. Only one team wins the Super Bowl, And unless you've lived in the Northeast for the last decade and a half, you haven't experienced uh, a, a lot of victory <laughs> for a very extended period of time
0: uh true story uh i went and watched the steeler chief game after the cowboys uh 49er game at, at a friend's house and i came back home and my wife was in bed and i crawled into bed and she just kind of mumbled as she was sleeping did the Steelers lose i said yeah she's like oh that's nice for you then like that's it that's all i got that's
1: that's a, that's a good wife right there <laughs> he's like yeah, at least she understands the mission right <laughs> yeah she
0: made cookies on monday because she could tell that i was just like not not happy so that helped I, i'm still very depressed about it. But Uh, all right, let's, let's get to the biggest takeaways. Um, I've got some good ones, some positive ones, and I've got some negative ones. So let's, let's start with you, Lana. What's, what's your biggest takeaway from the season?
1: The biggest takeaway from this for me, or one of the biggest takeaways from the season is that, you know, you, what you have at the beginning of the season is not always what you're going to get at the end of the season. And I think we, we, we knew that obviously going in, um, and I think that we always feel like uh, it's like I mean we we compare it to Madden all the time because we're all of that age right. But I, it's not like Madden where there's just constant progression of getting yeah, better. It's not time. a linear progression as the season yeah. goes on, right? Um, I, I think that <clears throat> in some ways we experience some of that, right? We experience. I think I feel like in in terms of the the secondary. Uh, and the development, in some of the, the 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 corners, like you did see that kind of progression go as as guys got better and better, uh, and I think in some other spots as well. But I do think that some of the areas where you know we expected uh, that was that were good, some of the specific aspects of the team that were good early in the season. Uh, and we kind of just expected to be at least that good, if not better moving forward, you know, they they regressed a little bit. I mean, specifically in the offensive line, I would say. The wide receiver core, I think, ha- struggled as we get down the stretch. So uh, I think that one of the biggest takeaways there is that, you know, progression is – is uh, obviously, we know that progression is not always assured. Uh, but beyond that, uh, regression is a thing that can very well happen, you know, in the middle of the season.
0: Do you think the lack of beating good opponents in the middle, early in the middle part of the season, affected them? Like, do you think they just weren't battle tested enough?
1: I don't. No, I mean, I think they would have lost, you know, to, to to really good teams if if I don't think the fact that they didn't play good teams uh, is is the issue. I think the issue is that they themselves took s- several steps back, and and I think. Messed with their own mojo at certain points. But all right, so let me, let me rephrase that. like this: If they yeah. were,
0: well, I mean, what was the best record they were at one point? Were they eight and one, something I like think, that? Yeah,
1: like six and two. Wasn't the I mean Maybe I seven think and, two and two or something two, like right? that? Whatever. Six going to the bye. It, if,
0: if they would have been, let's say seven and five at one point during the season, or seven and six, and you and played a lot of back. good teams and you and you lost do you think there would have been some urgency to correct some of the things that maybe were going wrong or because that my, my gut feeling was they got a little complacent when they just kept winning games. And it's like, Hey, we can keep messing with our offensive line. We can keep doing this, this, and this. I, I just wonder if that factor did.
1: I mean, I can speak to what my own internal narrative of this team was hoping would be is that, yeah, they got a bunch of wins up front. uh, They, they, had some injuries to dealt with the COVID situation. They kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit to just to make sure that they got to the to the playoff scenario healthy. Uh, and then my thought was that once they got into the playoffs that they would, you know, kind of revert back to what we saw in the early this early the season, you know, no reason to hold anything back, no reason to kind of hold it back at all, put the foot to the pedal. But that didn't happen at all. I mean that that's why I think that's why uh, that's why my 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 tone has changed so much in just the last week, right? Yeah. It's because it was all based on the idea that, okay, they're trying to – I don't know that I like this idea if this was the strategy, but they're trying to get to the playoffs with the the idea that once we get healthy, we got everyone in the playoffs, now it's time to put the pedal to the metal and go full bore against these teams. But that never happened. That never no. arrived. We never really saw that. So uh I, I don't know that – um I think the, I think there is something to what you're saying. The idea that like if they had had to claw back against difficult teams and, and had more difficult situations that kind of made them more battle tested, maybe uh they you know they, they I don't know, they have well, a level I, of toughness that's required to kind of counterpunch when Samus is. I look at like what out.
0: happened to the 49ers this year. Like they had to scrap and claw to get to the playoffs. It came down to week 18 and they played the best division in the NFL, right? And their their record says they were nine and eight. But how many big games did they play in all season long, whether it was against the Packers or within the division? It just felt like they were ready for that moment a little bit more than Dallas was. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I I, I think that's a good point. I I don't know if it's, and I guess what, what I don't know is how to parse whether that's because they are battle tested or because you know, unlike the Cowboys, you know, they had a couple, two or three things in their offense that they could, you know, consistently fun, yeah. rely on, yep. you know, and, 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 and I, I mean, you want to call it an identity or whatever. I, I just like, I think staples. They have some staples. Yeah, they staples, they staples of their offense that they could rely on that they know could work and that, that, you know, could help Bowie when they had injuries and that sort of thing. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I think it's difficult to parse between those two things, but maybe, and maybe they're related, you know, maybe you find your identity by playing difficult teams and, and realizing what it is that you rely on. And, and maybe those things are, are not, you know, exclusive, mutually exclusive.
0: Uh, all right. I'm going to give my biggest takeaway from the 2021 season, but before we do that, let's tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the new year. So that means new year's resolutions. If yours <laughs> is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate with only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. There's so many great flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and so many more. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. Uh, My biggest takeaway is that Dak Prescott is still really good. And why that's a takeaway is I I want people to remember what we were talking about here in May, June, July. We we just didn't know how healthy he would be coming back from that ankle injury, right? Even Landon, like going into (laughs) training camp the preseason, and at the very beginning of the year, the Cowboys weren't even favored to win this division. Like Washington was the favorite to win this division. Yeah, and I exactly. remember you I remember you talking to me about the, uh, the crossover <laughs> shows that you did with the rest of the NFC hosts, and it was, wow, well, how healthy is Dak Prescott? Is he ever going to be the same quarterback? And, yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny to look back on it now and say, oh, yeah, that's, you know, it's whatever. That's just the rest of the NFC East hating on Dallas. But there were some real concerns that – this was going to be an injury that completely changed Dak. Now, is he is he as good as he was in 2019 or the start of 2020? I think we could have some argument and debate about that, but he's still a ridiculously good quarterback. And I do think that's a big win and a big takeaway from the season is, yeah, Dak is still healthy and still really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's weird that uh, – it's funny because I actually had considered putting this on my list as well, but, I, I mean, it is something that we're going to have to kind of – Circle back to you know, it's like, I mean, obviously, because of what happened, and and look, I mean, in, this has been brought upon himself. I mean, the, the, you know, this is what's going to happen when you play like that in playoff games. The the, the inevitable, uh, uh, can he win a playoff game conversation starts happening, the Tony Romo treatment starts happening. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't wait, you know, all these folks that uh, I can't wait for. 10 years from now, when all these folks that are tweeting about whether Dak is a good enough quarterback, uh, is talking about how much they wish that they had Dak back now that he's doing broadcast games for uh Netflix or whoever is the new stream. <laughs> it players. was on Prime, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I I think that you know, I've we've been ha- banging the table on this, uh. Through the whole cycle, the whole life cycle of, of supporting a quarterback from he's too injured to play to he's too incredible. Like, I can't believe uh, how good he is to uh, this guy's a bum. We can't, you know, uh, we can't we can't win with him all the way back. Like the full cycle of, of mm-hmm. Dak love and hate we've been through and, and, and been pretty consistent that Dak's a definitely top 10 quarterback at times plays like a top five quarterback. He's definitely good enough to win you a Super Bowl uh, as a player. Um, you know, I think the question now becomes, what do we need to do to to, to kind of get the rest of this team and, and get the rest of the group uh, at a spot where it needs to be in order to win that? I I think there's going to be a lot of arguments about, um, you know, Dak had plenty of talent around him, blah, 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 blah. I, I mean, I think if you go back and watch, watch the games, like – there was just too many times when he couldn't rely on that talent for Mm -hmm. as talented as this group is. And maybe that's my, my next takeaway, right? Is that for as talented as the pieces were on offense, uh, there were very few consistently great pieces on offense throughout the season. There were very few reliably throughout the season, good pieces that, you know, that, that could be kind of stable and players have up and down games. But uh, it, it felt like the variance that you got in the performance of this offense uh, individually and as a collective throughout the season was just all over the place. Uh, and it doesn't and it didn't necessarily seem to be, uh, you know, fully based on who they were facing on defense. I mean, I think that obviously the Denver game was an exception there, and you know, they struggled against a good San Francisco defense, but there were definitely times when they would struggle against teams, that uh, had backups in or, or a ton of injuries while they were dealing with, and then there were times when they were playing the full rosters and 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 chunking teams that that were really good. So, um, yeah, it's just it it became very difficult to kind of predict week to week, especially especially in the last half of the season. It became yeah. very difficult week to week to try to <laughs> pick where you are on the roller coaster ride with this offense.
0: This is gonna sound crazy, but I almost wonder if they had too many weapons, right? Yeah, when maybe. you have, it, it's like a basketball team. If you have too many good players, you end up trying to do too much, right? And you can't yeah. get all those guys into a rhythm. Where you see some of these other offenses, Green Bay, they have one alpha receiver in Devontae Adams who gets fed every single week, and then the other guys are the ones that are splitting the touches, right? They're gonna ones that are gonna get the leftovers. But when you have Amari, CD, Gallup, Jessica Elliott, Tony Pollard, I think you're always trying to, you know, get the ball, you know, evenly distribute the touches. Sometimes I wonder if that does make you a little bit more inconsistent week to week.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it also, you know, it's like, you wonder how much of the offense was about trying to over leverage Dak's ability to get through progressions uh, as opposed to just giving him, you know, easy layups, right? Yeah. And 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 just okay, this one's going to Cooper. We're running, we're running a clear out route. He's running underneath. Throw the ball to Cooper. He'll actually, I think old.
0: some of their best offensive performances are where they they made it a point to get the ball to Amari early on. Like remember when I think this was at the end of the season when Amari was complaining about touches, and yes. I actually think they were a little bit better on offense in some of those games.
1: Yeah I mean look I think and I don't know that that's about Amari I think that that's no. about the fact that they they were just focused on running simple plays to get the ball to their playmakers and let their playmakers win you know it's like the problem to me is is just that like uh, you know he they they just felt like you know, they had all this talent in the wide receiver position and pass catcher position. And the way that they wanted to avail themselves of it was to try to have everybody go out into route and then just see who wins. And then we'll just go to whoever wins. The problem with that is that defenses can, you know, do a lot to kind of dictate your progression. They can do a lot to kind of mess with your timing. It just leaves a lot of room for error, especially if you're not getting the kind of blocking that you need to kind of go through all those progressions. So it you know, and again, I, I hate to you know, keep harping on this, but if they had, you know, two or three plays that they knew that they could run that would get the ball to Ceedee Lamb, or two or three plays that they knew that they could run that would clear things out versus, you know, certain coverages for for Cooper to get the ball on the move, running right, a running ball. Mm-hmm. I think that the offense would have gone a lot further and would have, would have, and then build your constraints off those, right? Like that's what the good offensive coordinators do. They find one or two things that they know can work, at least give you solid results consistently. And then they build constraints and they layer, you know, the, 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 mm-hmm. the, the things that that make you, when you hone on that, those plays, the things that, that they can cut you with the counter punches to those plays. Uh, but the Cowboys don't. I mean, they don't really have that. They have, uh, like, like someone else said, a collection of plays, and, yep. and they have, you know, two or three counter punches. But it, it should all be flowing into each other. Like, it's there should, you know, every play should have a counter punch, and then a counter punch, their counter punch. <laughs> and it feels like, you know, some plays have counter punches, but there's just not enough of it. It's it's not enough of a cohesive, complete system uh, as opposed to a collection of cool plays that they run.
0: I agree. Uh, just back to Dak really quickly before we yeah. move on. One, the reason why I'm, I am maybe a little bit less down on this team futures prospects than you are. Uh, but one of the reasons I, I think they're still going to be okay is because they have Dak and in the, you know, basically every season that Dak has started, you know, at least 16 games, uh, they've won eight or more. Like they've been at 500 or better. And when you have a good quarterback, you're going to be competitive. And, Listen, I have absolutely no doubt there's going to be a year in Dak's career where they have less talent and he just plays really well and they they win a playoff game or two. Like, it's going to happen. This team is clearly more talented than any that we've seen over the last five or six years. It's just that's kind of the nature of when you have a good quarterback is they're going to eventually win you some games that you probably shouldn't because that's just what elite quarterbacks do. So I still feel good about them long term.
1: Yeah, I guess, I mean, my whole thing is that they need to find simple plays for Dak to play. I think that they spent too much time trying to press the easy button on offense by running the football. They need to find easy plays for Dak to complete that don't require him to, you know, be perfect. And maybe,
0: and maybe this offseason with kind of Ezekiel Elliott's decline, maybe that's a more of a focus, right? Maybe now they can say, Hey, we can't just rely on Zeke to carry the ball 25 times a game. And then we're going to just play smash mouth football. We can't do that. We've got to find ways to consistently move the ball with these. Maybe that's maybe that'll be an off-season goal for the Cowboys. Uh, well, see. it should be for sure. Would uh, All right. One more quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKDOWN to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, All right, I've got one more takeaway. Do you have any more?
1: Yeah, i got one more. Okay, go ahead. Uh, My positive one, right? So... The Cowboys are consistently a good drafting team and it's time to have a little bit of faith there. Uh, I think that, you know, if this season has shown us anything is that they've, were able to bring in a bunch of these defensive players and play a whole bunch of them early and get really good snaps uh, from those guys. I mean, obviously we don't even need to mention Parsons, but, uh, you know, Odigizua in the first half of the season he had goals was able to come and give you a snap. Kelvin Joseph looks like he's going to be a, a starter next year with, mm-hmm. with the way he played. Um, you know, they just were able to kind of get all these guys in and get some production out of the, you know, the first three rounds of, of guys. And then you like what you've got from some of the down roster guys and Jabril Cox. We'll see what we have from with Fahoko and, and some of the other guys. I, I think that, you know going back and kind of looking, and I know that there's a belief that no one can consistently draft well or that no one drafts well. I, I just I don't necessarily believe that. Like, I think that there are teams that have advantages over other teams in, in the ability to draft. And I think it, that's why you pay GMs and have these scouting departments is because there is a, a difference between you, maybe you can't consistently rely on that for a full time, but I think you know, there's things like. When we drafted Micah Parsons, Jerry Jones, and, and I'm sure everybody remembers this, but no one talks about this. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones immediately came out and said, the reason we like Micah Parsons is his uh, is potential as a pressure player. And everybody laughed at Jerry Jones for that at the time. I mean that's that's cuz no everyone's like that's not going to happen they're not going to do that no 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 no, there was never a mea culpa by anyone in the media later after Parsons became who Parsons mm-hmm. was I mean there was a mea culpa that I was oh I was wrong about Parsons but what there wasn't was an identification that the Cowboys identified what they wanted to do with Parsons early and had a plan for it and then they put it into into place in training camp through, I mean I watched it I watched yeah. them roll it out yeah. through training camp and they did it from day 1 they had it as their original plan there Uh, And I think that it's time for us to kind of recognize that, you know, it's it's Will McClay. I'm not saying Jerry's in there making these choices, but it's time to recognize that the Cowboys have a good plan with a lot of these players and do a good job of developing the players.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, this is kind of my same takeaway. So we'll just kind of combine it. Um, To me, it's Micah Parsons is kind of a unicorn, right? And I think they have four studs on defense. And typically that's kind of the number you need to have a consistently good defense year to year. You're going to fluctuate in terms of turnovers. You're The Cowboys are certainly, certainly going to regress there next year. But when you have four stars, your defense is always going to be pretty good. I'm including DeMarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Micah Parsons, and Trevon Diggs. And I know some of those players have warts, but I think all of those guys are Pro Bowl caliber guys every single year. Randy Gregory is obviously a free agent. Would you be
1: shocked if he's
0: uh, – I mean, let me rephrase this. I would be shocked if he's not back with the
1: tape next year. Randy Gregory? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I, would be too. I think that they find a way to retain him.
0: So having four of those guys on defense, three of them which are in your front seven, makes me feel pretty good that they're going to be able to figure things out on defense
1: despite so many free agents being you know, out there this year. Yeah, def- defense is definitely difficult to replicate. But when you have good players and good pressure players – uh, that that process becomes a lot easier to replicate, yep. right? Because even if you can't use the same formula as you did in the previous years, the fact that you have three players who can provide pressure, that's that's universal currency in a defense. So that, that will be valuable. Be and
0: better. it feels like Michael Parsons is already in this tier of like Von Miller early in his career or Miles Garrett, or it's just like, this is going to be a dominant guy that defenses have to worry about every single snap. And when you have that guy on your team, you're going to have a chance to get stops, no matter who your offense, you know, what offense you're going against. So that that's a takeaway. Cause we are going into the season, not really knowing like, okay, is Randy Gregory going to become the full-time starter? Cause he's never even played a thousand career snaps before that. Uh, is Trevon Diggs going to be able to stay healthy? What does he look like in year two? Like we had a lot of questions about this defense and now, going into 2022 you say we have four bona fide studs on defense five or six other players that you feel really really good about it's not it's not gonna be all that hard to to talk yourself into this defense being really good again next year no matter who's your defensive coordinator whether it's Dan Quinn probably not whether it's George Edwards whether it's Vic Fangio or Mike Zimmer, we I, I think they're going to be okay regardless of who's calling plays back there
1: yeah I agree uh it's um you know like I said defense and we've talked about this before defense is incredibly difficult to replicate year to year uh, but the fact that you have you know the way that you do it is to to kind of retain star players retain guys that spe- specifically that are uh pressure players. so I think that is a good sign for yeah no matter who the defense coordinator is next year you're gonna have a good starting point to say the least in, in, in those three guys and then I think in the secondary you've got all your secondary guys basically coming back. Um, and and really, you know that that kind of solids solids up your your pass defense a little bit, or at least you have a, a yeah. good starting point on your pass defense, uh, and then the rest can really be fixed by you know shuffling pieces, free agency, and the draft.
0: I just want to say for the record, both of my takeaways are positive in this one. So for all you people that out there that don't think I'm a positive person, there you go. <laughs> I was
1: just gonna I was just gonna say I hate the framing that I'm the 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 the, the pessimist here. I don't I don't know that I necessarily believe. That. I'm not you know I'm not down on on the team's future it's more just that this was a real opportunity oh and yeah they may I, not get this opportunity again you know so or at least for a while
0: i i have a lot of different thoughts because I, I completely agree with you we talked about this on monday and tuesday like it really felt like this was the best year that they're going to have over the next few years to win a super bowl like in terms of percentages let's say it was a 20 percent shot to win it once you got into the playoffs you're probably not going to have a season with better a better odds or better chances. However, I kind of have to keep thinking back to where we were at in you know, July and August, where, yeah, we hope we win the division. It'd be nice to get in the playoffs, but this is still kind of a rebuilding team in year two of Mike McCarthy. And maybe rebuilding is the wrong word, but it like, there was a lot of questions about this team going into the season. I think the first two months of this year kind of spoiled us. And maybe – Maybe we
1: got a little bit too
0: optimistic about this team. <laughs> Maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I mean, I go back and watch those games and, and I, I see why we were optimistic, but they, they didn't maintain that level of play. And I think that we no, assumed they that they, they would. So um, yeah, I, I look, I, I think that there is going to be plenty of chances. Look, you don't need the kind of opportunity the Cowboys had this year in order to win the Super Bowl. No, there's you lot. Don't. You know, you can do it with with a beat up team that struggled to get into the playoffs. You can do it with the first seed. It, it can be done a lot of different ways. Uh, I just feel like you know, as far as where the team was health wise and talent never wise, going into to the go playoffs into this game ever. ever. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's that's really tough. Now, I will say this: the NFC slate of playoff teams this year, uh, top to bottom, was. I mean, as good as it's been in a while, I, oh, would, yeah. I would say. You know, well, and, like, that's, I mean,
0: and maybe that's why I'm not quite as down on this team, yeah. Um Is because Buccaneers are relying on a 44 year old uh, Tom Brady. The Rams have no draft picks and no cap space. Uh, we'll see about Aaron Rodgers. Like this, these teams could fall off quickly.
1: Yeah. And the NFL rebuilds itself every season, it feels like. So we'll see what happens next year. It it, 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 it isn't like there isn't a chance. There isn't a reason for optimism with this team. It's just it it was a lost opportunity, and we're still mourning that. We're probably going to be mourning for the next few
0: months. That Uh,
1: that (laughs) is it for today's show. Thank you, guys,
0: for tuning in. Tomorrow we're going to be back answering some more of your guys' Twitter questions. You sent us like 85 questions, and we only got to (laughs) a handful of them on tuesday so we'll answer some more of those uh friday we're gonna have to figure out some uh, some stuff to do whether it's free agency stuff some early draft stuff uh we'll figure we'll figure out some content for you guys don't worry just make sure you're downloading the podcast wherever you get your podcasts uh you can follow lane at nicole bcb i'm at marcus underscore mosher we'll see you guys next time